bought a new one. Again, mm-hmm. another putter. Mm-hmm. How many have you gone through in a year? Not what do you, what do, you do with them after you discard them? You know, the problem is something happens to them that I they're not resellable. So, why do you do that? <laughs> why do you throw clubs? I don't get that. I don't throw Yeah, you them. do. You helicopter. I've seen you do it. When's the last time you see me do that? I've seen you do it at Craig Ranch. How long ago was that? It doesn't matter. I've never done it. I just don't get it. I don't get why people get that irate. And, never, and then you break, and then you you alter them so you can't use them. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's sad. It but. is sad. There's a reason I coined the word oblivion. Angry, you coined it. I coined it. You did. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take all the royalties from that because it makes perfect sense. You're you're oblivious and you're an idiot. <laughs> makes perfect sense. It, it's the combo word that covers all. About to make. And there's my soapbox. What's that? Yeah, I almost choked on my V8. So, but we're uh, big fans and uh, wish her the best. And you, you know, missed the cut by three, and I saw a couple short putts miss. So she didn't. She, she wasn't. She wasn't, uh, how should I describe this? I can't even describe it. I can't come up with a word. But anyway, (laughs) I can't. I just can't. I I can't. But it didn't overwhelm her. How about that? Sure, they're going to comp you. Isn't that kind of the allure? I'm saying if you're spending that kind of money, yeah, you ain't paying to play Shadow Creek. But I'm I'm thinking, I bet you the majority of the people do not pay. Huh. Because I, I think it's mostly women. I don't think I intelligently, inc- I can, you know I, <laughs> I, <laughs> Turned angry Rick into happy Rick pretty quick. Oh, it didn't take long. <laughs> Might even get in the fast lane today and drive slow. It's pissed everybody else I, off. <laughs> <laughs> I have left lane outrage. You have throw putter outrage. I guess I'm just a happier guy. Back up to the donuts. Hey, good morning. It is 8.05 on Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10. The ticket, it is August 21st. And if it's a Saturday morning, you got the tee box. I'm Rick Arnett. And we are at the greatness of Union Bear Brewing today in Plano, right on the southeast corner of the Tollway in 121. This place brings the food. I'm looking at the taps. There's probably 35 taps of local brews here. And their menu is outstanding. And I just love coming here because we put on the food, don't we, Kern? Yes, give we us do. A spread today. They give us a good spread. Uh, a good spread. Yes, they do. <laughs> Easy for you to say. And uh, one of their new bits is hey. Nashville hot tenders. Some people are. My daughter, 27 years old, first thing she'll look at on a menu is still chicken tenders. Some things die hard. Is Nashville Nothing hot? Nothing wrong the with chicken right tenders, now? huh? I said, is Nashville, Nashville hot? Nashville hot is the craze. Yeah, because yeah. everyone's opening like a Nashville hot restaurant. Nothing wrong with it. There's that and any kind of a mm-hmm. hot chicken, spicy chicken, Cajun chicken. And, I love it. Yeah, I do too. Because chicken is, you got to trick it up. 
That's all there is to it. Ch- chicken is the most bland meat. Maybe pork. That's no, pork is bland. Yeah. So you, you have get, to trick that up. So you get the stuff in the uh, supermarket that's already pre-marinated, uh-huh. vacuum-packed, then. What's in this one? Mwah. It's genius. All right. Uh, again, we were Union Bear Brewing. We'll be here until 10 today. The Tea Box proudly sponsored by PGA Tour Superstores. One right down the street, Preston Road. They also have one up on uh, up in Plano, up on Accent. They have one in South Lake. Now they have one down in Arlington. By the way, the Preston store right it's down huge. the road is their biggest revenue producer in the chain. Really? Yep. I they're all it. over the country. I believe it. So uh, you have four different choices now. They all they have the uh, 20 bucks off your first 100 They have 50 off your first 250 Those are separate deals. Everything but ping. Titleist and Footjoy. Just mention the T-Box when you check out. I used it the other day. Buy some stuff. What you get? Got a shirt. Had to get a, a cleaning tool for my clubs. You know, get, clean out the grooves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. And you can get a 30-minute um, time on the hitting one of the hitting bays. Let's say you're going in there to get your uh, clubs regripped. Okay? You can leave them. Go sign up go to for the a half bay. hour, go to the hitting bays, kill time that way, and it's free. Nice. Yeah. So just go on there. Again, all you got to do is mention the tee box, and that's uh, it's all good. It's all good. It's the golden pig. Yep. So we have Kern out of your engineering. You've already heard from him. Back at the station, Jay King. What's up, guys? Big day for you. Big day for you. I saw, I could, I could mind meld. I could see you rubbing your hands together. Preparing for the show today. Yes, when I got the email last night, I was like, oh, I'm going to come up a little bit early. Yep. And Sam Hale doing tickers twice an hour. He getting some prime time this week. Just a little bit. Probably a little bit too much for most people's taste. But, hey, I'm never going to turn it down. You know what? When I first started at the station, this was 27 years ago, Mm -hmm. I just hung around. And sooner or later, you just kind of fall into stuff. That's so exactly my plan. Just stay here and stay don't get noticed. Visible. Stay visible, my friend, and good things will happen to you. Anyway, the tee box is a great springboard. I'm a fan of the shale. Yep. Big, uh, it's a big springboard for budding young. Uh, you are young, aren't you? Well, everybody's young compared to me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 20, I think 29 young. I think under 30 we can still say young, right? Yeah. Oh, crap. Yes, you can. I could be your dad. Yeah, 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 actually you could now that I think about it. I'm doing the math in my head. Yeah, you absolutely could. I'd be very yep. fortunate if you were, even though I do love my dad, but you would be a very oh. nice second place dad. Should we start playing good the birds? Turn, 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 turn. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's all good. <laughs> all right, let's get this show on the road because for the first time in 27 years, I'm going to have to endure something, and so are the listeners. And we'll mention that and why and whatever next on The Little Ticket. And Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Tick. 5HD2. You know, we have a new golf tournament. It's a great one, too. It's our first one of the year, and it's all, our first one's always one of the, you know, we choreog- choreograph. Sure. Chore- we get it. Yeah, we, we set it up to be one of the, what's the word? Choreo- choreograph? Choreograph. That being a, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm stuck, though. How about organize? We organize. A, a, there you go. Can you <laughs> you got to take. No, keep going. You're rolling. You're doing great. 
All right, April 1st, it's at Cowboys Golf Club. And it's not only an awesome golf course, because what you're going to pay is what you normally pay there. Ah, yes. It is 817 on the ticket. You got the tee box. I'm Rick Arnett. We got Kern, Jay, and Sam Hale. But we don't have Craig today. Craig Rosengarten is back in Baltimore visiting his pop, Ivan a little ill. Love Ivan to death. Ivan, get better, buddy. Yeah, get better. And I hear he's doing much, much better. So, hey, y'all. having said that, having said that, this uh, segment is brought to you by the greatness of Club Corp. They have a revamped Las Colinas Country Club oh. right over in Irving, Las Colinas, obviously. And they've upgraded everything. Clubhouse, they have a huge pool put in by... No less than advancedplaster.com. Oh. Yeah, James Pierce. And the driving range is money. And they only have about 30 slots left for memberships. So if you're in that area, you work in that area, you live in that area, I'd give that a good long look over at Las Colinas Country Club. All right, 8.30, you've got a leaderboard. 8.50, if you play golf or you know somebody who plays golf, I hope you listen to this segment because this is going to be my way. This is not some highfalutin teacher. This is just a regular guy. This is my way of making the game more enjoyable for you. Okay? Then 850, I have a qu- uh, 910, I have a question regarding going to things when you're used to watching everything on closed caption. I was completely lost last weekend on something hmm. and I'll mention that then. But uh, bearing the lead here, we're at Union Bear Brewing on the southeast corner of the 121 and the Tollway. They have one of the best menus going, and everything is money. I'm telling you. And get a Bloody Mary when you come by here this morning. I haven't uh, had a bad dish at all here. Uh-uh. And they're, I think it's on the menu now, their um, the homemade beef jerky? beef jerky. Yes, it mm. is. I love, love it. beef jerky. Okay. So, some of you might know. So after 27 years, it's a lot of shows, 3 million shows, I'm going to say, I don't know, 5 million. It just feels like it. I've had, let's see, how many co-hosts have I had? Started off with Jeff Root. He of the Dallas Morning News way back when he was their golf writer. Then it was Hank Haney. Then Sandra Haney, the LPGA Hall of Famer. Did you really? Yep. Then Mike Abbott who used to run mm-hmm. the T- uh, TPC Four Seasons. Then Art Selinger, Long Drive Boy. Then Corby. Corby. And then Craig. So hmm. Craig's, been on, Craig's been doing this now for 15 years as a co-host. It's fast. But one thing I've never done in 27 years is do the show solo. Ever. I've always been able to find somebody. I have a vast array of uh, sources. But for this week, for some reason... As Mike Reiner would say, the, everything was the the confluences were against me. They mm-hmm. were just uh, nothing was working. Everybody was out of town, or they were weren't available. So I said, you know what? Two hours, I can stomach it. I don't know if the listeners can, but this is the way we're going to have to roll today. And here's one support. of the thi- here's one of the things I find I appreciate that. Here's one of the things I way back when in the talk show biz, there weren't many team announcers everybody did solo hmm. so before Dunwin Miller came on the ticket 
before uh, the Hardline came on the ticket. I'm not talking music formats. I'm talking talk shows, straight talk shows. Everybody that I followed and listened to did solo. Norm was solo for a long time. Norm? Okay, so I have a little. I went back and Coop went solo. Kurt Menefee went solo. Skip Bayless went solo. Rocco went solo. Bob Sturm, when he first arrived in town, Mm -hmm. he he went solo. solo. Norm has been solo until Donnie meshed with him. Elf has been solo forever. Mark Elfenbein. Hey, Elf. Yep. And Rush. Now, the difference is Rush is the only one that I remember that didn't use the crutch of phone calls. Ever. He just talked. He might talk at, like, what was it, Bo Snurdly? Bob, did. Bob didn't take a lot of calls at night? I don't think he did. Hmm. I have to go I back. I could be wrong. I wasn't sure. Anyway, I always found Rush to be the consummate storyteller because uh, when I produced for Coop and Rocco and Skip, and they relied on phone calls a lot. And you could always tell if there were a lack of phone calls. This is before they brought in the producer and they would interact with them and everything. This is way back. This was Radio 101 back then. You could always tell when there weren't many calls because they would keep calls on a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But as things have morphed, the ticket really doesn't take phone calls anymore. I think they've realized that you you had to give the impression there was interaction. People were listening. The The only way you could give the impression that people were listening is people called in. Now the ticket doesn't care. Unless it's unless it's a uh, well, it's a lot of bits. Yeah, it's a lot of bits, or it's uh, screenless, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, right? So, so that's what's going on. Uh, and I always thought that the ten to noon slot on White Elephant, mm-hmm. that was the one. I wasn't sure if anybody really wanted it because <laughs> that was solo. the only one you had to go solo. And every show now has two or three ho- uh, co-hosts on it. Mm-hmm. So going solo is you're definitely going on a limb. And you're going without a net. But this is the way it's going to be today. And uh, hopefully it won't happen very often. I'd rather it not. I'd rather talk with people than at people. But um, this is the way it's going to go. Craig will be back next week. Uh, he says he's wanted to give this a shot. Him by himself? Uh-huh. Oh, dear. I want this. I we need to do make this too. happen. I kind of do, too. <laughs> so do the musers at 7.50 on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says, I'm intrigued. I always wanted to try this. Well, he's already done tickers. Yes. So We've seen how that went. You know what, though? I, li- I like the fact he's he has some courage in him. He'll take, he has some YOLO in him. He'll let it go and see how it flies. And I think it's all, I think it's all fine. I can say he's gotten better at formatics. With the few times you've been out, so yeah, let's 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 have him try. Okay, I like it. All right, it is 8:24 on the ticket. Tea box at Union Bear Brewing. That was brought to you by Arcus Golf. Check out Cowboys. Check out Fossil Creek. Got Mansfield. You got Plantation. You have um, Iron Horse. You have a bunch of really cool courses. That's under the Arcus umbrella, and I say you should try them all because they're all different price points. You can go high, you can go low. It's all good at Arcus Golf. All right, up next we've got a leaderboard. There's a playoff going on. Is it really a playoff? We'll talk about that next. 
All right, we'd like to talk about the greatness of Cornerstone Club up in Colorado. Craig and I went up there. It's a short flight to Montrose Airport, and it's about a 25-minute drive, very scenic. Go up the hill about 9,500 feet, and you look at one of the most pristine golf courses I've ever played. What's cool about it is the conditions are excellent. You never see other golfers on the golf course. Every hole is secluded from another one, so it feels like your own little Shangri-La. It's got elevation. It's got cool uh, sight lines. You got mountains. You got stars at night. You got critters. Craig was crazy with the critters. We saw bear. We saw deer. We saw coyotes. I mean, it's 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 one of those deals. I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day. Um, he's talking to a buddy that's a member up there. It's it's ten grand a year. That includes your dues. That's really cheap. And you go up there, and even in the winter time, they have cabins available. You're only about thirty minutes from uh, Telluride. So you can go up there and go skiing. They have ATV. They have snowmobiling. But in the summertime, in the spring, summer, they close in the end of September for golf. But it is so worthy. And it's, it's that Colorado fresh air. Uh, the cabins are great. They're fully furnished. Uh, stores right down in Montrose, not very far away. You can even hire one of their chefs to uh, cater your deal. How about that little action? So Cornerstone Club up in Colorado. It is worth a look. If you're looking to get out of uh, Texas for a while and escape the summer heat, the blow, the uh, blowtorch, yeah, the blowtorch. Yeah. Craig almost went through me there. Uh, the blowtorch of summer here in uh, Texas. Get up to Colorado, give it a long peak. They will, uh, they will host you. And I think uh, once you see it, you'll be smitten and you will want to join immediately. It's cornerstoneclub.com. Cornerstoneclub.com. Tell me you heard it on the T-Box. And Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, the ticket. The last thing I remember is about that the wreck that you posted. I did that, too. Yeah, I remember that. But Yeah. No, but after, like, go look at, go look. I did this Lionel Richie thing. It was pretty funny. Really? Yeah. Got a lot of retweets or retweets or whatever. Uh, let's, uh. Where is it, Dave? What? What did I say? It? Did you get it? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> what did seriously, I say? Seriously. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a word we that can say. That might be an all-timer. <laughs> that's so much we had to dump it. I mean, maybe a twit or a tweet? Oh, yeah, yeah, just don't put an A in there. <laughs> I did say that, didn't Holy I? Holy crap. <laughs> Oh, just classic the fact that he goes. Radio. I did say that, didn't I? Yep. That'd be one Craig Rosengarten. He is away this week, visiting his pop, his mom, wishing uh, Ivan a speedy recovery. And we're at the greatness of Union Bear Brewing today in Plano. And I strongly suggest you come by, get a sweet Bloody Mary or a spicy one, actually. And their menu is top notch. You will not be disappointed. You will love it out here. Uh, it's also brought to you by the Texas Junior Golf Tour and Classic BMW, where if you're worried about getting a, a sweet BMW and you want to customize it the way you exactly want it to be, you can go on their new pre-order program and you will be slotted and scheduled. So when everything gets back to normal and the chips are all being uh, dispersed now from the manufacturers, uh, you will be first in line. And obviously, they have great pre-owns as well, certified pre-owns. So check it all out. It's right down the road, Classic BMW, Spring Creek Parkway, and the Tollway. 850, if you play golf, 
I strongly suggest you tune in because I, not some highfalutin teacher, golf coach, whatever, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you suggestions on how to really enjoy the game. Not Don't let it beat you up. These will be these are time-tested, I tell you. But first, we got a leaderboard. And they are playing the Northern Trust. Now, this is the first of three FedEx Cup playoffs. They'll cut it down to 70, then down to 30, top 30. And you'll make big... I think the last place guy in the top 30 just shows up, shoots four crappy rounds, will make like $400,000. Jesus. That's the guy who wins makes about 12, hmm. 12 mil. Anyway, the guy that's the hottest golfer on the planet, all due respect to Jordan Spieth, is one John, John Rahm. Because this guy, either he gets he gets COVID more than every, anybody too, but he is shooting lights out, 63, 67. Nothing seems to phase him. Mm-hmm. He actually looks slimmer now too. Looks like the COVID drops some like drops some LBs weight. off him. He looks good. He's in a good uh, mental state. He never seems to get incredibly flustered anywhere. Maybe it's because he has a new child. I don't know. But he is he's the best player on the planet. He might win six points. And I think you only get five max at the Ryder Cup because he'll be playing for uh, Euros. Uh, Tony Fino is in second 11 under. I did not pick him this week because he's been off the grid. He can't putt. But as soon as I don't take him, 67-64. <laughs> Justin Thomas is a 10-under, 63-69. He's had some of the worst putting this year in in his history. He's like 121st in strokes game putting. And a 15-year-old student of his dad, his dad teaches golf, big PGA uh, uh, member, uh, 15-year-old girl, and she was noticing uh, Justin's putter. She goes, why are you putting with that? Why don't you putt with this? <laughs> and and Justin was saying, I, f- I was finding myself defending my my strategy to a 15-year-old. And then the more I thought about it, when I put my ego aside, I said, you know, maybe I should try that. He's had no three putts for the week. He's had 10-1 putts. So he's gone back to his old Scotty Cameron. Hmm. How about that? See? can always learn new stuff. Now, what you got to get here is top 70. If uh, if you don't, you are out. That's that's the way the playoff format works. But a guy like Colin Morikawa, we can talk about in a second, who is uh, who's nursing a bad back, he can he can take off for a while. And so that's it's not really sudden death in the playoffs, which I don't really like. But Keith Mitchell, he is also a ten under, but he is right now projected at. 36. He came into the uh, tournament at 101, so he's got to play well. Xander Shoffley, he's also a tenor, a 10 under. Uh, guys at Brooks Kepka is at 8 under. Jordan Spieth, 72-62, had two straight eagles. Wow. Yep, hold out from the fairway on a par 4, and hold out from off the green on a par 5. So, two straight eagles, and he's looking... He's looking like old Jordan. So good for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah, me too. Patrick uh, Cantlay is 7-under. I only bring him up. He's a good player. But he's using uh, Joe LaCava, Tiger Woods. Caddy. Really? Well, he's he's got nothing to do. 
I mean, it's not like Stevie Williams and Stevie Williams said, I want to caddy for Adam Scott, and Tiger said, sure. And then he said, nah, I don't want you to, which I thought was pretty sorry. So he did anyway, and that ended that relationship. But uh, I think Tiger's realizing, I don't know. what he, You know, Tiger has not shown up even to his restaurant Wow. in Jupiter since the accident. So he's still nursing it. I don't know what's going on with him, his rehab. I don't even know, I don't even know if he's putting. I don't know. Nobody said anything. But anyway, Patrick Cantley is using Joe LaCava this week and, uh, because his caddy has COVID. So he is at 7 under. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. He's getting sorrier by the moment. He won't talk to the media. When he talks to the media, he's all petulant. And the media just asking him questions on statements that he mentioned. But here's, here's a crazy round for him. So on Thursday, shoots even par. But he had five bogeys and a double bogey. He's in his head. And shot even par. That's how crazy his game is. He's, I think he's losing a lot of fans. He's not – I mean, he still hits the ball a mile. I, I'm still intrigued by that. I mean, he's hitting he's hitting 350-yard carry drives on, on into fairways that are no more than 30 yards wide. It's, it's ridiculous because you swing that fast. He's swinging like 100 and – I don't know, 130 miles an hour. So violent, though. If you're off by just a fraction, like a quarter inch, your ball's going out of bounds. So it's kind of like when you play Tiger Woods uh, – on the video, mm-hmm. you put on max power. If you don't hit it right on the screws, you're, 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 you're gone. You're done. Uh, anybody else that knows? Harris English having a good year. He's at five under. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama's at five under. Um, he hit a ball in a guy's shirt yesterday. That was kind of funny. Uh, Rory I like that McElroy, video. What? I like that video. Pretty funny. Rory McIlroy, who's had a kind of a subpar year. And subpar is usually good with a scorecard, not so much overall. He's three under through five today. Puts him at four under, but he's just, I don't know. Something, something's gone on with him, and I can't figure it out, and I'm sure he can't either. Uh, Webb Simpson is at four under. Scotty Scheffler is at four under par. He's had a great year. He's done anything, everything but win, which is kind of amazing. Guy has more talent, and he's a local boy. We love that. Uh, anybody else would know Paul Casey's at two under. Let's get to the guys that didn't make the cut. Because some guys are done, including Adam Scott. Never would have thought that. Missed a four-footer last week to win. And then uh, didn't win because it was a six-man playoff. Uh, Kevin Kistner won that. Shoots a 75 yesterday. He's out. He's at 82. Uh, Ryan Palmer is still in the mix. Uh, Dustin Johnson missed the cut. He broke his driver (laughs) before the round. And he used a three-wood. For the entire round, he was still hitting at almost 300 yards. I mean, just. But here's the thing: Did, wouldn't you have a backup? I think. Why these wouldn't guys, you have a backup? Couldn't they get a backup yes, at least before a round? Sure. DJ just goes, "Hey, I need." Yeah, go to the car, get a backup. Go to my locker, get a, get my backup driver. I don't get it, especially with drivers. Drivers are so finicky. And the, and the players, everything has to be just right. And I remember way back when <clears throat> Jim Furyk broke a, was it a Strixon driver? I don't know. He had it for years. And they always say, <clears throat> Art Salinger talked about it earlier from long drive uh, contest. He said, the farthest you'll ever hit a driver is right before the um, face caves in. So that's the, that's the, the maximum springboard effect. And so he broke his, he broke his driver. 
And, okay, you think a pro could go back to the manufacturer and say, I need the exact same specs. Just give me the exact same club. Didn't find one he liked. They gave him, like, 20 models. The 20, 20 up, you know, like, supposed to be perfect imitations, right? And so these guys are so dialed in and so finicky and a little bit screwy in the head, too, um, that I would I would make sure that if I – I had a backup driver because driving is Dustin's game, that and wedge play, but he lost some strokes to the field uh, off the tee because he didn't have a driver. I, I don't understand that. Uh, let's see. Sergio, he's still playing next week, but he missed the cut. Bubba Watson still. Oh, Bubba Watson is out. So oh. he's he's now projected 80th. He missed the cut. Uh, Colin Morikawa, he's still 7th. So he's fine, even with a bad back. Hopefully he'll get back soon. Phil Mickelson, still in, even though he missed the cut. He's at 67th. And anybody else? Of Jason Day will not be playing for the. He's 115th in FedEx Cup. Wow. He's had a bad year. Matt Kuchar is out, 122. Kevin Kistner still in. But, uh, yeah, he missed the cut badly. So did Matthew Wolf. He made it on the line. He it's, He's at 70. So here's a crazy thing about the tour. They have so many sponsorships going on. They have they have contests on there that I don't even know about. In fact, I'm not even sure Matthew Wolf knew about this. Well, they, take, they select holes during the year. And if you have the lowest stroke average on those holes throughout the year, you make a million dollars. He didn't even know it. How? They notify him. They go, hey, guess what? You're the, I don't even know what the name of the award is. Um, but he won the million bucks because he had the lowest aggregate scoring average on these chosen holes each week. How about that? So he made a million for doing, for not even knowing about it. Is there not like an email that goes around and tells everyone? It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> it's just too much money. It's just too much money, period. So there's your leaderboard. They'll play today. They'll play tomorrow. John Rahm is the overwhelming favorite. He's got like a 45% chance to win this, which is unheard of after two rounds. But there's only been that we haven't had a uh, a guy that's had a 54-hole lead wire to wire, first round to third round, to go on and convert to a victory since forever. So just shows you these guys are under the same pressure everybody else. So there you go. There's your leaderboard. The ladies are playing over in, across the pond. And Hinaku Shibuno is leading at 7-under along with Georgia Hall. Uh, let's see. Lexi Thompson is at 6-under. That's nice to see. Yay. Kelly uh, Nelly Corda, who's the hottest female on the planet golf-wise, she's at 5-under. <laughs> she's been playing lights out. And I think Jarena Pillar, local gal. She is at two under par. So um, that's a major. It's the, it's the biggest purse in women's golf history. Really? I think the winner gets a million three, which is unheard of on the LPGA side. So so good for them. So there you go. All right. That was brought to you by the greatness of the golf clubs at the Tribute. They have the Tribute and Old American all folded into one great clubhouse. And uh, both courses, one's a, one's a Lynx course, one's a little bit different, one's tougher, one's a little bit easier. Anyway, you got both uh, both choices there. And also, Mercedes, 
Benz of Plano and Uick Buick GMC. All right. I played a lot of golf. It's not a humble brag. It's what I have to do. I played with a lot of different golfers. Great and not so good. I have my suggestions on how to make the average person's game much more enjoyable. I think you should listen. Tell a friend next on The Ticket. On Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. Look what my phone says. What time does my phone say? 9.06. It's on your phone. should change automatically. It didn't. Hmm. So I set my alarm for 6.30 this morning. Wait a minute. So you've been back since how long? From Atlanta? Since Sunday. So a whole week. You haven't realized that your phone has been ahead an hour? I don't use it for that. I have a watch. But I use but it for alarms. I haven't set an alarm it, yet. But every time you pick it up, it'll show the time. Just like that. So you went a whole week yeah. being oblivious that, yeah. the, that you were an hour ahead. So I woke up and my wife said, what are you doing up so early? Amazing. So I'm not up early. It's 6.30. She goes, no, it's not. It's 5.30. <laughs> so now I'm really confused. So I'm wired. I've had four cups of coffee. Wait a minute. I'm even more confused now. So you're... Your phone is an hour ahead, so how can you wake up early? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you befuddle me every wow. single day. I got up an hour early this morning. I swear to God. You I got, got up, up an hour early. Yeah. How you set happen? the alarm based upon East Coast time because that's what your phone is doing. How did that happen? How does anything happen to you? That is the strangest I wish I could take a picture oh, of your Oh, wait. Face. Y- yes, because I, when it was at 6.30 on this phone, it's 5.30 in real life. That's But right. you set the alarm based upon the f- phone at 6.30, which I, is an hour longer than here. Yes, it's right. Craig, Craig yes. Kern, help me out. Yes, he's right. I'm right. You're not. It's, it's 9.07 on this phone. This if, is beautiful. <laughs> Kern, help me out here. He's trying to dig himself out of about a 50-foot No, wall. you're wrong. You're wrong. Oh, boy. Good time. I missed Craig already. All right, 8.55 on the ticket. T-Box out at Union Bear Brewing today. Southeast corner, the tollway in 121. Colonel will be uh, diving into something delicious, I'm sure, in the near future. Tanner Fleming usually wows us with something. So we rub our hands together gleefully. Was that just a brain break moment for both of you guys? Yes. I got sucked into the Craig Vortex, and I was done. It just hurt my head again. Couldn't swim your way out. You ended up drowning. Nope. Anyway, uh, don't forget Ideal Golfer. We have a, well, we have a threesome going on right now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, Hidden Creek down in Burleson. Hey, now. Yeah. Prairie Lakes in Grand Prairie, and a stay and play, sweet stay and play down at Horseshoe Bay. Uh, all three for the taking. This is the last weekend to take advantage of Prairie Lakes and uh, Horseshoe Bay. So check that out at idealgolfer.com. All right. I've had an epiphany lately. And that is playing golf with... Mm, okay, so the average handicap. This is people that actually keep a handicap, and that's if they're even legit. It's, it's around... S- 15 to 16. That's hmm. the average handicap. 
most people that don't keep handicaps are probably more in their 20s, I'm going to say. And so when I play with these people, I'm amazed is how tortured they are when they play golf because their expectations are way out of whack. I play with clients. I play with friends. I play solo and I play with another group. And you can kind of tell after the first three swings what kind of what kind of player they are. And lo and behold, I find that the players that have the biggest challenges on a golf course make the most fuss. And I just shake my head. I live down to your expectations, right? This should be fun. This should not be a sentence. And I never, and I see that more often than not, and it drives me crazy because I love the game. I love playing with golfers that treat it as a game. Yeah, when you start getting into the <clears throat> the high-level competition and each shot matters and all that, I get it. But I always harken back to what Tiger Woods said, and I've used this forever. And he said, when I hit a bad shot, I give myself 10 steps to get it out of my system. The 11th step, it's in the back, it's in the rearview mirror, and I'm thinking about the next shot. And I think it's genius. And I've talked to my friends about that because, you know, these are the guys that will throw clubs and they'll bitch and moan about something. And they'll after they topped it for the eighth time, I said, just don't worry about it. Just that's in the past. You can't do anything about it. Move to the next shot. Maybe you'll hit a good one. Remember the good shots because you know what the good shots tell you? Good shots tell you you have potential. You have the ability to actually do it. You might not, not going to do it every time, but it matters, okay? So this is my little primer for what I've learned. Don't throw clubs. Don't break clubs. If you need a little libation, go ahead. If you need some, first of all, here's the deal: if you if you can't relax on a golf course, which is supposed to be relaxing, yes, have a beer, do do whatever. Because again, this is not a sentence. This is not a four-hour uh, jail term. This is this, you're you're out. You're in the open. You're in the outdoors, fresh air, hopefully. Um, under sun enjoy it this is this should be recreation this is not a job so but i see a lot of people treat it as such okay when you're playing with guys and you're betting <laughs> um and craig would be able to speak on this way more than me stay in your comfort zone what i find is you'll get guys that'll they'll start off light and they'll pay maybe a buck a hole, two bucks a hole, or, or whatever. But then, for some reason, a lot of these guys I play with, the last three holes are a crapshoot of panic. So the last place guy has the chance to make up all his losses. So the so the bets get really crazy. I mean, it's all relative, right? But I'll give you an idea. I like I like playing just enough to keep it interesting and a little smack talk. So you take five bucks off of me, ten bucks, twenty bucks, whatever. Find a comfort zone. But when it starts getting to the point where it really feels bad when you're taking money from somebody or you're giving money to somebody, it, I mean, I've played in games where there's commas, and I don't, I am out. I've heard about those games. Yeah. So here's here's a little pair. Uh, there's there's a little story about when Craig 
Craig knows, hangs around with some pretty highfalutin uh, money guys. He does. And they're good guys, by the way. But it's a different world. Okay, so one time, they asked him to go on a flight to Vegas. Private jet. And I said, hmm, interesting. How much money are you taking? And he goes, I don't know, my usual. And I said, no, 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 no. How much are you taking for the plane flight? He goes, what do you mean? You think they're going to sit there doing nothing for two two hours on a plane flight? Oh, lo and behold, soon as soon as wheels were up, they're cutting cards for 100 bucks. Wow. <laughs> and he just went, holy S. So stay in your comfort zone. Okay, next thing. If you if you play at all, get fitted. Must get fitted. Uh, somebody just uh, emailed me the other day. Said, where where should I go? I said, go to PJ Tour Superstores. Proud uh, sponsor of the show. But his kid wants to get in the game. He's six. He's six four. Ooh. Okay, so you're not getting off the rack clubs. Um, now he's just starting out. Just make sure the club shaft is long enough for him. You don't have to buy high-end clubs. You don't even know if he's going to like it. So, But get, at least give him a chance. And then once you get decent, get fitted because it matters. And it matters when you're, look, when you're hitting the ball and you're, and you're either hitting it on, uh, you know, you're digging in through the toe or the heel. You want to give yourself the best shot, right? Give yourself the best shot to make a good shot. If you really want to get good, and I hear this from a lot of teachers, and I hear it from my girlfriend, who's a physical therapist, and, the, and her, her patients will come in, and they'll say, I'm not getting any better. And she'll go, uh, well, did you do any of the exercises I asked you to do this week? No. Well, okay, there you go. Same thing with golf lessons. Well, you know, they'll come back in two weeks. Oh, my game still sucks. Well, did you go out to the range and practice what I uh, recommended to you? No, I didn't have time. Garbage in, garbage out. So... Yeah, if you want to play better, got to you got to invest time. You can't you can't go out there thinking you're you're going to be Tiger Woods practice more than anybody. So do that. Um Okay, so here's my here's my ultimate. This is where this is my mantra. I've been telling this to everybody and nobody's been able to refute it, even the pros hmm. that I talk to. This is the equation. I've used this in the past. Everybody hits from too long tee boxes. Hit from too far back. Because, one, it's ego. Two, they have uh, an overinflated sense how far they hit the ball. Go to the range. Take out a range finder. And the best you can, measure how far you're hitting your clubs. Everybody thinks they hit it probably 40 yards farther off the tee than they really do. It's it's an eye-opener to go on a track man and say, wow, I only hit it that far? Okay. But it matters. Okay, so here's why it matters. If you play from the correct tees, you'll have the best chance to enjoy the game. And here's how you do it. And write this down. Take your average 5-iron. How far you hit it. Average 5-iron. I, I underline this, bold it, italicize it, everything. Because it's not the 5-iron you nutted that one time on the range and it was like a holy, holy S moment. Okay? This is your average. Take that and then multiply by 36, and that's the length tees you should be hitting from. Hmm. My friend, I played golf with him on Friday. He's finally hitting from the forward tees because he should be hitting about f 
given his length or lack of, he should be hitting about 5,500-yard uh, 5, distances um, off the tees, right? 5,500-yard right. tees. But what's hard about that is because we've been so uh, institutionalized that the forward tees are for women. No, it's, it has to do with length off the tee. And you know what? I've played in some tournaments, and I've used it to my advantage. I'm, I'm 64. They have the senior tees. Why not? It's there. And, and any time you get a chance to do this, play from the forward tees anyway and see if you can break your personal record scoring. I think you'll be surprised. It's a little bit tougher than you think. You've still got a chip and putt. Okay, here's the other Here's the other side to that to that equation. Again, average five iron multiplied by 36. That's your average. Uh, that's where your tee boxes should be. The other one is, and I've always thought this. You should be hitting roughly the same clubs into a par four that a pro does. Think about it for a second. So those guys are hitting, and that, you're not going to be hitting wedges, but you should give yourself a decent chance. And there's a guy I follow on Twitter. Um, I'll find it during the break, and I'll tweet it out. His whole bit is is managing your expectations, right? And he he uh, tweeted, and I thought it was a genius idea. You should never, ever, ever, if you hit your normal drive, you should never, ever, ever have longer than a 7-iron into a par. I see guys with hybrids into par 4s. I've seen guys with 3-woods into par 4s. They're hitting from too far back. So par 4s are meant... To be hit with a um, seven iron, yeah, seven iron at the at the most. So adjust. So you, so what you do is you look at the green, you look at how far how far that is, and you play backwards. You look at your average drive, and if I hit my if, if somebody hits their average drive, let's say you know the average length of drive in golf, all golfers take out the pros, 210 yards. <laughs> I promise you, everybody thinks they hit at least 250. It's just the way we are. So try that, and I think you'll be uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Finally, played yesterday at uh, Grapevine. By the way, played foursome, nine holes, hour and a half. Wow. Played all our shots, too. It's possible. You can do it. Everybody, as soon as they got to the ball, they were ready to hit. They weren't waiting to watch somebody else hit. We'd see each other on the tee box, and we'd see each other on the green. And the rest of the time, it's just get to your ball and hit it. And hour and a half was genius. It was love. By the way, course is immaculate condition, and they have new, that new clubhouse is incredible. <clears throat> but they had a lot of uh, <clears throat> what I would call sucker pins. Sucker pins is when they put it in the extreme corners of the green, so it's it's usually right behind us, a, a trap, and, mm -hmm. and we can't help it. It's like a divining rod. You just can't help it. You got to go for it. Well, it usually kills you, because then you usually short side in yourself and all that. Try next time. Try and play 18 holes and do don't even look at the flag. Just play for the middle of the green every time, every single time. Some of the best rounds. Teachers used to do this with their students. They took out the pins on every green, so you didn't know where the hole was. So you had to hit to the middle of the green. You do that. I promise you, you'll play better. But just enjoy it. You know, have some fun with your friends. Don't take it. To, this is not your living. Um, everybody knows that we're all going to hit crappy shots. Get it out of your system. Go to the next shot. And if you hit a good one, remember that one. And uh, I think 
I think you'll enjoy it much more. I mean, there's a lot of golfers out there right now. And play fast. Play fast. Oh, last thing. Uh, unless you have a really tricky chip, don't take any practice swings. It'll save you time and save you effort. No practice swings. Just get up there and hit it. I don't think about it. I learned that from Craig, and it's uh, it's a great idea. Anyway, those are my that's my little primer to uh, play more enjoyable golf. Whether you play better or not, that that, there's a whole bunch of factors, right? First of all, you got to practice. Second, um, yeah, just just enjoy it and play quick and and uh, and get back in the clubhouse and drink your way to uh, oblivion. All right, that was brought to you by the City of Arlington Golf Courses, Tierra Verde and Texas Rangers, and Lake Arlington. All right, up next, got the weather, and I have, I have wearing mask questions. I have a, if you're on a first date, I have a suggestion for you. And what to do when you're used to watching everything at home in closed caption, but you got to go out in public. What do you do? We'll ask about that next. But before that, let's talk about the greatness of PGA Tour Superstores. Because they have four locations, one right down the road from us at Union Bear over on Preston. It's their biggest selling store in their chain around the country. They also have one on Accent up in Plano off 75. They have one in South Lake, and they have their newest one down in Arlington, so people in South uh, Tarrant County can rejoice. Here's the deal. They got free club fit. Now, this is all through the tee box. So when you sign up, let's say for, uh, for a, a full bag fitting, it's $150 value. Uh, if you type in tee box, they will do it. Thank you, sir. Ooh, what's that? More coffee. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, PGA Superstores. PGA Superstores. Oh, yeah, the fitting. Okay, that's normally $150 value. And if you type in T-Box when you sign up online, you will get it for free. If you buy $100 worth of merchandise, and it's not Ping, Titleist, or FootJoy, $20 off. You go to the register and mention T-Box. On a separate deal, not the same one, a separate deal, you buy $250 worth of something. It could be a golf club, it could be a bunch of shirts, it could be whatever. And you mention T-Box, you get $50 off. And finally, um, you mentioned the tee box when you go in, maybe get your, uh, clubs regripped or whatever. You can sign up and get uh, 30 minutes of free use at a hitting bay. Pretty darn sweet. This is all through the tee box. They're, they do awesome job. The PGA Troops Superstores, if they don't have it, you don't need it because they got everything. Even if you're a tennis player, they got all that too. So check it out. The proud lead sponsor of the tee box. We love having them on board. It's PGA Tour Superstars. On Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. Another question is, if you're her parents, does it make any sense when they're... Quit looking at your damn text. You are... Focus! Freaking ADD. No, because you're not looking. I know you're not listening. Man, you just you you break down. What, you're the what, one what, who should, what? you're the one who should get emergency breaks. I was still paying attention with nothing. Fighting? You have no stop clue. it. You have no clue, Craig. My father just told me that Adele died. She was 102. Freaking kid, I got to deal with every week. Okay, so God. so if the if the parents of the daughter, is it their responsibility to call you up and say, hey, you know, just parent to parent. So tense. Oh boy! Hey, 15 years. Got to have a little, little uh, scraps every once in a while. Scrapes, scraps, something like that. 918 scraps. on the ticket. T box.
going solo today at Union Bear Brewing, southeast corner of the Tollway and 121. Kern and I are anxiously awaiting the food units be bestowed upon us. And you should come by because their menu is outstanding. Their homemade beef jerky, outstanding. And they've just unveiled the Nashville Hot Tenders. Can't wait. What is this? Oh, well, now he's coming with drinks. Okay, what is this? Okay, I'll, that's. I need to know where you get the spicy. Uh, Tahim. Yeah, Tahim. Anywhere? Yeah. You can get that at Target. You can oh. get that at Kroger. Okay, I need this. I need some of this. Okay, what is this? Mexican coffee and skinny bear margarita. All right. I will post that to the masses. They put that well, tahine seasoning in, like, you can find it in the chip aisle, too, now. It's gotten so popular. You know, but on drinks, like a like if you want a, you know, some kind of a alcoholic lemonade or whatever, kind of breaks up margaritas, I like it. I'm in a spice. Yeah, it's good everywhere. stuff. Yeah, very good. All right. So, Craig is away. He'll be back next week. With a big shout-out to his dad, Ivan, who's recovering. He's uh, had a little bit of health issue, but I think he's doing okay. At least that's what I hear, and he's listening right now, so he's... He's definitely uh, feeling well enough to text me. So get better, Ivan. Um, at 9.30, yeah, we'll think of something. Maybe we might even take a phone call. A phone call? A phone call. A phone call. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, but the weather is brought to you by IdealGolfer.com. We have Hidden Creek. We have Stay and Play at Horseshoe Bay. And we have the greatness of Prairie Lakes all up there for the taking. Prairie Lakes and Horseshoe Bay. Their offers will end Sunday. So if you want to get on it, play. You have 60 days to play them, but this will be the last weekend to get them. So check it out at idealgolfer.com. The weather looks fab. I don't see 100 degrees for the rest of our lifetimes, oh. at least this year. So this might be the earliest. Okay, what's this? Oh, that's the tenders, I think that, right? That's the Nashville tenders. Ooh, I smell awesome. All right, I'll post those. Thank you, Tanner. Um, this might be the earliest I've seen 100 degrees go bye-bye. I mean, it's we haven't really had one. Did we have one? I think the last one was August 5th. Usually August is just hell. So, go up and play a lot of golf. Perfect weather for it. Okay, bits and notes. Before we get to the telltale, how you can figure out if somebody you're going out with on a first date is worthy. Um, so, my girlfriend and I went to a play last weekend. Hmm. Saw Wicked. It's for her birthday. Not bad. It was kind of good. Pre- it's a precursor to The Wizard of Oz, or that was the back story of The Wizard of Oz, how the two. Witches got together. I, by the way, they weren't sisters. I didn't know that. No. I didn't know how the Tin Man, the Lion, and the Scarecrow were originated. Were. Yeah, didn't know that. So it was, it was pretty good. Here was my problem, though. I watch everything, and I mean everything on TV except for sports. But anything I need to understand and, and, and get through the dialogue, I put on closed captions. Because a lot of stuff I watch, either they mumble or it's an accent that's a little hokey. or I just don't want to have to think when I watch. Hmm. Or, or, or 
Kern, you're not Well, I mean, minutes. you're still thinking when you see closed captions. Yeah, but that's okay. But at least I, I usually watch the show, and if I don't understand something, I'll, I can take a quick glance down. What they say? Oh, okay, that's good. What percentage do you, of people do you think like use subtitles pretty regularly? Because it seems to be getting like popular, at least with people in my age group. And I've always I'm done gonna it. I'm going to say my age, like 80%. So, I think it's a smart idea, but here's my issue. So, I go to the play, and they're singing, and the acoustics are pretty good. It was down at Fair Park. By the way, I'll never go to a play at Fair Park unless it's a matinee from now on. Too packed? Too packed. Not too packed. It's the getting out at night is a mm-hmm. mess. I didn't get home till midnight. Wow. So, um, yeah, the matinee is the way to go, I think. Anyway. So I'm watching the play. I'm listening to the play. I'm enjoying it. And by the way, everybody was masked up. Couldn't get in without a mask. Really? So you're sitting there for two and a half hours with a mask on. Just saying. It didn't. After a while, you don't even notice it. But there were some certain lyrics that I, I. What did they just say? What did they? How did they just sing that? What? 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 And, and somebody would be laughing. I said, What the hell? What did I miss? I don't know if there's an option. Now I always thought Craig has a buddy. He's one of our investors. Mm-hmm. Very astute man. And I came, I went to him one time, and I said, uh, back when movie theaters were packed and everything, what used to drive, what drives me crazy is the ancillary people around you that feel like they're, they have to explain everything to everybody in the movie, right? Just watch Had their own movie. dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always thought, wouldn't it be great, because I'm a big ear, earbud guy, I'm going to go to the gym and all that, uh, why can't you Bluetooth, why can't you pipe through the the sound into your earbuds at a movie theater? I'm thinking, that way I don't have to listen to the schmo next to me explaining mm. everything to his girlfriend or kid or whatever. And you can turn it off when you want to. He thought it was the dumbest idea ever. I'm thinking, I don't know about that. Anything to make the experience better, right? But isn't that what you, I wouldn't be isn't a that fan what you guys it, worry about? Is is some blowhard behind you or next to you, or what? They, what are they going to do next? Or, or somebody's exp- somebody's already seen the movie once and they want to explain it again. I I have a friend that he purposely buys the seats next to him so no one sits next to him. Yeah, see that should, you shouldn't have to do that though. Maybe on an airplane. <laughs> I don't know. That's a different story. Yeah, um, but just, just I don't know what the op uh, what the options to that is because there was there were parts parts definitely in the second half of the of the play that I just didn't get you know and my hearing's still pretty good but something gets muddled or you're not paying mm. attention it should be nice that they had closed caption on the top I don't know just had like a banner <laughs> yeah so again so masks before we get to the first date uh, wearing masks so everybody wore it at the play every single person but as much as I try and help out with optics and doing the right thing for society and not being all about me, I'm even confused. So here's what's crazy. Every time I go to the grocery store, I wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Haven't worn one to the gym in forever. <laughs> does that make any sense? That doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't, but nobody, but everybody at the, at the supermarket, not everybody, I would say there's a growing contingent of people that are wearing masks again at the supermarket. Nobody walks in with a mask at the gym. Should be at the gym as well. I know. You You're breathe, sweating. Yeah, you breathe harder. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. Okay, so here's the here's the first date bit. 
and I thought this was kind of genius. Well, I have two two uh, suggestions for it. One, and I tell this to my friend all the time. He's a he's a serial dater. A serial online dater. Oh. He's a swiper. Okay. And I ask him all the time. He and he's he's the king of one and dones. He goes out with he goes out with a gal, and that's what happened to so and so. Man, she did she did this or she didn't do that or or whatever. Okay. Well, <laughs> my favorite is. So I didn't work out with her. I thought she was pretty nice. Underdeveloped calves. <laughs> so boomerang. <laughs> Still makes me laugh. Underdeveloped calves. Anyway, I said, so do you ever go on, do you ever get on FaceTime with these women before you go out? No, why would I do that? Well, it saves you the time and effort of going out somewhere and then being disappointed in 30 seconds. Ask her to see her calves. Yes. Yeah, show, me, <laughs> show me your calves. <laughs> nice to meet you. Can why I don't, see your calves? Yeah, why don't you get online? Because I mean, get on FaceTime because they might have a quirky, you know, twitch. Maybe they laugh funny. I mean, I don't know. But whatever it is, if it doesn't mesh with you, why do you have to go there? And then you're going to have to endure the awkward hour of plowing through the meal or whatever acting like you're interested i don't know i'd rather do it on video and then you kind of realize you kind of know what you're getting plus here's the other thing so after after my split my friend in thailand says okay you need to get back in the game rick and i said well, what does that mean well because you've been married for 30 years you're you're out of touch and i said yeah i kind of am so he goes get on this website in thailand because he lives in thailand mm-hmm. Get on this website and, and get get your dating chops back. I said, dating chops? Hmm, interesting. He goes, you got to get your banter back and all that. Because when you're married for a long time, you, you're you not flirting. Obviously, this was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah before Cat, yeah. This is this is right out of the gate. And I said, okay. So you start you start uh, you know texting back and forth and all that. And then if it goes any further, then you, you maybe call them. Hmm. But more importantly, you probably video them call them and then so what i found was real interesting is the disparity of the pictures that were posted online and what the real story was it's like wow you age like 30 years in like three hours it's called filters man well it's called it's called stupidity because you're going to get found out at some point right but at least it, it alleviates that okay okay enough of that okay here's my if you're going on a first date with somebody mm-hmm. the best way to figure out if this person is going to mesh with you I think Tanner Fleming will agree with this, being in the business. Watch how your date treats the wait staff. Huh? True. If they're horses' asses, out. That means they're they're kind of privileged and it's all about me. If they treat the wait staff with kindness and politeness and courtesy and I'm telling you, you'll probably get another shot. Or actually, you'll give them another shot. Hmm. But uh, the wait staff at all these places, they're understaffed. Every place is understaffed. They're overworked. Um, even the customers are kind of under stress a little bit. So just do the right thing. Be nice. But if you're on a date with somebody, first time, that'll be a telltale sign if you're worthy or not. Just because if you can't treat these people nice, then you're not going to get any better. No. You're just going to get worse. So that's my uh, my little tip for you folks. I think that's a good tip. Thank you. I think so, too. All right. It is uh, 9.30 on the ticket. That was brought to you by the greatness of... Who do I got left? 
advancedplaster.com. In fact, in fact, before we get to the next segment, surprise segment, I'll come up with it when I figure it out myself. Uh, let's talk about advancedplaster.com because I was we were entertaining last night. We had some uh, family over and um, the pool was up, pool was lighted, everything was working, backyard looks good, and every time I walk out there and somebody says, wow, that looks really good, I thank JT Pierce, advancedplaster.com, because he gave it a whole makeover, uh, brand new um, uh, plaster, brand new uh, uh, coping around the pool, put in LED lights. You put in, uh, there's an app now that I can control everything. I'm like the master of my own universe. And so, so it sounds extravagant. Doesn't have to be because he'll tell you what you don't need as well. And that's what I really like. And if there's any glitches, is there any issues? And there always are in construction. I promise you, it's timing, it's weather, it's whatever. JT is always on top of making sure everything gets done, um, calms your fears. And that's what I want because... It's easy to be great when everything is going well. Proof in the pudding is how you doing when things aren't doing so well, right? And those are the people that you want to stay after and work with and be uh, loyal to. So check it out. It's advancedplaster.com. They just put in the Las Colinas Country Club pool. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous, by the way. So check it out. Advancedplaster.com. They've been around since 94, and uh, he'll take excellent care of you. J.T. Pierce, advancedplaster.com. This is Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket. T-Box out of Crest Cars today. We'll be Yay. here for about, I don't know, 20 more minutes or so. Yay. Thanks for Kern. Yes, absolutely. Always. Running the board. And for Dave, being the world's best and unheralded. Uh, what? Be a board hop or a... What did you just say? What did I say? Unheralded? The <laughs> anus? What is it? The hell? What? I think you meant heralded. Heralded. Unheralded. No, he didn't mean a, unheralded. Because <laughs> he doesn't know that word. He knows. Jesus. You actually had a pretty good streak going. Oh, boy. So what is it? Un... Unheralded. Unheralded? Not heralded. Funny. Okay. I wonder uh, why I open my mouth sometimes. Dave, to try it. <laughs> Did you get an answer to trivia? Oh. See, I listen back at that. I laugh, but I also listen back. That was Rick 1.0, where I would just get mad. Like an overzealous parent. Now I just smile. That's, that's the charm of Craig. I like the smile. And people ask, does he do that on purpose? Nope, that's the way he is. I will say this, in all in all fairness to Craig, so we had a business meeting the other day, some pretty involved business negotiations and stuff. He is spot on when it comes to that stuff. He's he's concise, he's clear cut, doesn't stammer, nothing. It's it's amazing, and I, I sometimes I'm I'm doing this like a, like a third person, kind of looking from the outside. And I look at him and I go, huh. So Who this are is you? Business Craig, <laughs> and then there's Radio Craig, and uh, yeah. So when he's in his element, he's he's pretty something. So, but this is more fun. This is the this is the good stuff. 
This is the stuff that entertains. So. Get some practice on this. Yeah, he's away this week visiting his pop, Ivan, in Baltimore, and uh, wishing Ivan a speedy recovery. I think he's listening still right now because he keeps texting me. I like that. And uh, better, Ivan. we will mix with Country Force here in a little bit. Um, quick Ryder Cup update. So this is going to be they're they're going to make the cutoff after the playoffs because back when Billy Horschel went got really hot in the FedEx Cup he wasn't nowhere near sniffing the the Ryder Cup and he wound up winning like three or four events and he w- took home the ten million by I think he was the first guy to give his caddy ten percent of ten million dollars hmm. and he kind of peer pressured everybody else into doing it. That was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Anyway, they're waiting for that. And I'm listening to this podcast. So I, I listen to that No Laying Up podcast. It's pretty good. You, they get some pretty good guests. And um, it's amazing now when people ask, I hear, I heard you're on the air. Do you? Is it a podcast? Nobody mentions radio anymore. It's weird. Podcasts have become the new. They've become the new thing because yeah. you can listen at any time, anywhere. Well, you can on ours. You can. Stream it when the stream's working. Yeah. It's awesome. But it, it's amazing how podcasts used to be thought of as a kind of a throwaway. Like, if you, that means you couldn't get a job anywhere, so you're, you're going to do your own bit. I remember those. And now, and this is the other thing, too. So when you're um, uh, looking for work, let's say you want to break into this business. And anybody that's been in this business for any length of time, you'll be asked on numerous occasions, how would you get into it? Uh, how can I get into it? Used to be... Um, I'll give you a quick little background. When I was uh, I was a mortgage broker back in San Francisco, and during the day I was I'd be driving around a lot visiting uh, real estate agents and and title companies and all that stuff, and I'd always be listening to talk radio, and that's when I first really got into it. And everybody in San Francisco, KGO was one of the big powerhouse stations up there. They had four hosts, all solo hosts for their show. So that's all I knew. And they were the epitome of what a professional is. Professional is somebody who makes their job look so easy, anybody thinks they can do it. Mm-hmm. And so I drive around, and <clears throat> and um, and I was really enamored with it. Kept me kept me engaged, lives in a rush a little bit. And then one day, uh, wife and I, we pick up this flyer on our, on our driveway. And, you know, those things you just throw away immediately. Don't even look at them. This one was a radio school in Walnut Creek, California, where we lived. Hmm. And lo and behold, the price was the same amount as our tax return that year that <laughs> we were going to get in, in a refund. And my wife, I appreciated it at the time. She said, why don't you give this a shot? You've always wanted to do this. I said, yeah, why not? Thanks. And so it was a little radio school. And in San Francisco, the um, there's so much weird terrain that all the radio stations are also on cable. Now, this is 30 years ago, but it was weird because – so this school w- w- had like 400 students. I was the only one who'd wanted to do talk radio. Everybody else just wanted to spin records. They, oh, they That's all they wanted to do be. is read liners and spin records, and I thought that was the most boring thing in the history of ever. So I kind of started doing talk radio and uh, or some semblance of it because my wife would come in. She'd bring our son in, and she'd answer phones, and I'd tee up all my friends. Because mm-hmm. you, you really couldn't hear the radio station outside the parking lot unless, <laughs> unless, unless it was on cable, right? So, I put, so you put together enough of a, 
of an audition tape. And so they were, since it was a school, they placed you. So the job I was able to get, oh, by the way, during the week, during my lunchtime, don't ask me why, I have a thing for cemeteries. Don't, especially old ones with tombstones. What? I just find it very tranquil. And I like walking around sometimes see the oldest tombstone. I don't know why. Anyway, that's where I go for lunch. And that's I bring morbid. all these. I, no, it's not. They're dead. What do we, you know, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I would use that time during lunch. I'd have all these newspapers and I'd cut out all these articles because it's before the internet. And I would find stuff that was most interesting. And then I'd do a, I'd try and do Rush or I'd try and do these guys in San Francisco. And I'm horrible at it, but it was it was interesting. And then I'd tee up all my friends. They'd call in. My wife would answer the phone and um, and put my friends on, and we'd talk about whatever, right? So I get this audition tape. The teacher sends it to Modesto, California, which is about a two-hour drive from San Francisco, 50,000-watt hmm. station that nobody listened to. And I proceeded to do, some people say still to this day, the worst talk show talk show in the history of America. And you talk about doing solo, and once you get, some people would call by accident, you know, and I keep them on for whatever. It was horrible. But anyway, my wife at the time had the opportunity to move to, San, move to Texas for her job. And I said, okay, I'm 34 years old. If I'm ever going to do this, cost of living went way down from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, let's give this a shot. So um, I was able to get this job up in Denton, KDNT. And... And I was a talk host up there huh. and for two hours. And then then after the show, I'd go sell airtime. Okay, so you were a salesman at the same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, I don't know, about six to eight months later, they got bought out by a Spanish-speaking company. So I don't habla espanol. I'm out of a job. And that's when I go to, uh, I go to uh, uh, do traffic reports. Okay. During Rush Limbaugh. And back then... I actually had to get in a car and go go to the scene of the accident and report on the accident until it cleared up. So that's how I did that's how I did my traffic reports. Really? Yeah. Yep. And then right around that time that's when um, that's when the ticket was rumored to be starting and I was already working with Mike Reiner at GT on call which is the greatest gig in the history of ever because it was for gamblers. And all they did me and Followell maybe some other guys You'd sit at your computer, and you just uh, you'd tally all the scores, and you'd call in every 20 minutes. It was pretty much gamble, gamblers alcohol, you know, anonymous. It was pretty much what it amounts to. And but back then, when ESPN would do this sports crawl, mm -hmm. um, they would cut out during commercials. So right when I was trying to get the the top 25 or whatever, they'd go to break. Go to and break. I'd have, oh. <laughs> anyway, it was pretty good money back then, and so that's how I knew Mike. And then at the very last minute, he uh, he said, hey, we need a board up on the weekends. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. And that's how it all kind of started. But nowadays, you don't have to go through all that stuff. You can do your own podcast. You can do your own YouTube channel. You can do whatever. And you might even be better than if you ever got a job on the radio. You might be make more money. You might be more popular. I don't know. It's really interesting how, this, how the, all this is morphing. It's... A lot of that stuff, because uh, I follow a lot of people on podcasts and YouTube, and it's getting harder again because now they found out how 
Yeah, they can do. They can make money on it, and yeah. then you know all these other big companies want to get in on it as well. They put more. They put more uh, filters on it. Mm-hmm. It's tougher to make the same kind of money you used to, mm-hmm. but you can still get, ex- um, not you exposed. Still, you can you still get great. Yeah, you still exposure. get promotion. Yeah, that great. Exposure. O- otherwise, you're sending in air tapes to everybody, and they're kind of you know. I'm thinking today, if you really want to do it, it's the way to go. And sometimes podcasts, again, can be more lucrative. Hey. Uh, my my original podcast I had back in 2015 is still up on a website somewhere. Mm-hmm. Over 100 episodes that I don't I don't promote. <laughs> yep, it's a whole different world. I don't know where it's going to be in another 20 years, but uh, right now it's it's way different than back when I broke into it. So there you go. All right, it is a 9:47 on the ticket. T box. One more segment out here. Union Bear Brewing today. We are diving into the uh, Nashville. Hot tenders. They are delish. And uh, everything here is delicious. It's just, I, I, would, I would weigh 800 pounds if I, were, if, I, if I had a place like right down the street. Because I would just eat her all the time. <laughs> Diet be damned. All right, up next, let's mix with a little country force. On Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket. Who was the first pro golfer to win a PGA well, where Tour did Orville move? Whatever, Where did Orville move? Whatever. <laughs> <Where'd he laughs> forget it. Just forget it. <laughs> Where did he? No, we're never. We're not. are never going to go to break in time. What? Where did he order? <laughs> go to break. Forget it. Go to bake. Eight 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 seven eight seven thirteen ten. What a treasure. I miss him. It's not nearly as much fun doing this solo. Everybody does this as a solo uh, endeavor on the radio. More power to you. It's not a difficult my, job. Not my jam. I'd rather talk with people than Adam. Suck it. But we got through it. I want to thank uh, Union Bear Brewing for awesome hospitality. Tanner Fleming is the best. The best, I tell you. Come out of here on the southeast corner of uh, the tollway and 121. In fact, you can drive right over to Crest Cars on the way or when you're done. Uh, Volvo, Infinity, Cadillac will be there next week. Might have to make a return visit over to Union Bear. Uh, I want to thank Kern Adair Engineering. Fantastic job as always, my friend. Thank you. Uh, back at the station, Jay King. Good stuff, my friend. I can see you grinning the entire time. We'll have to do it again. It's like picking wings up, wings off a fly, baby. Just too easy. And Sam Hale, who's relegated himself to weekend duty after prime time listening pleasure this week. Good job. You're welcome. Uh, let's see. Don't forget Ideal Golfer, Prairie Lakes, Hidden Creek, and Stay and Play at uh, Horseshoe Bay is theirs for the taking. And uh, I think that's about it. We bring on. The dynamic duo of Country Force, <laughs> Eli Jordan, Ty Walker. What's up, Rick? What's, what's happening? I don't, I don't know if you know that. You got the fake uh, Sam Hale there. That was Matt when he went, you're welcome. You're welcome. Huh? That was, that was, was Matt. Fake Sam Hale? That's the yes, fake Sam Hale. The triple fake oh, Sam Hale. Like, Sorry, you're welcome. <laughs> I still think Sam Hale sounds a lot like Monty. Uh, I can see that I a little think bit. their voices, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty close. You know, anyway. I, have not, I have not seen Justin Montemayor in like three years. 
Really? He's been. Really? I just, he's been, I just don't see him much anymore because they're always up here Sundays, and obviously we're up here Saturdays. And no. then the pandemic, we weren't broadcasting here for a long time, and I just haven't seen him in forever. <clears throat> yeah, he's still like, around. We, we ran into Mino last weekend, and I think that was the first time I had seen Mino in like two years. He's dreamy. He is very dreamy, very very fit, very thin, very dreamy. All right, so when's the last time either one of you have done a, a solo talk show for two hours? Hmm. Uh, there was a college. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't count. Uh, a few years ago, uh, something came up for Sean one night, an emergency last minute, so I had to do a diamond talk by myself. Hey, man, where was the phone call on that one, buddy? <laughs> I went to road with This you. was pre- Yeah, he's down in Arlington. This was uh, pre-Country Force. This was a okay. few, few years before that, I think, so- I'd have definitely given somebody a call. Yeah, but, if that but it comes was, up again, man. All yeah. right. You know how much I, I love mean, Rangers baseball. It was like last, last minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we're sitting here, you should have heard some of the comments he had about the Rangers before the mics came on. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was uh, a few years ago. And it's, yeah, I don't think people realize. I mean, you look back at what Norm did for so many years of doing this show by himself every day. And People don't understand Norm. how tough that is. It is difficult to do a solo gig, for sure. Norm, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh did more than because Norm would talk at his producers. Yeah. True. Rush and, and just, I guess just talked. Kind of back in those days as well, there were a lot of phone calls. They took a lot of calls. So that Well, that, that was helps. the crutch. That right. was the crutch. But, I mean, and you can always go to that if you're kind of running out of steam. You can always say, okay, let's go to the phones. But it's still it's still really tough to to keep yourself afloat with a a two-hour show when you're flying flying by yourself. I think the issue is you either got to really spin a really good yarn or you're kind of like me. I'm much more comfortable talking with people than Adam. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, like when you, like if you that have in your public book? speaking – Public speaking isn't isn't in my wheelhouse because I don't get any feedback. I'm just talking at people. And if I was talking to somebody on a stage, I'd do that all day. So let but me ask not, you this: since you're talking yeah. about public speaking, you won the uh, the big award for media for um, for golf this last year, but they had to oh. cancel they had to cancel the uh, the award <laughs> ceremony right because of COVID. But yep. you were going to give a speech, right? I still got to. It's October third. Okay, so right. so they rescheduled. All right. So are you Same are you here. nervous about giving the speech? Do you have it written? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, because um, I'm just not used to it. It's it's weird. People say, "Well, you're on radio all the time." Yeah, but I'm I'm just I'm just talking with Craig. And, well, and, and it's kind of out, out of sight, out of mind too. Like when you stand yeah. in front of a large crowd, like you're looking at them face to face. Whereas when you're on radio, like you can't see your audience. True. You need to have True. Craig up on stage with you. Yeah, without a microphone. You just talk to him <laughs> like he's there. And Kern off to the side yeah, laughing at your jokes. In the background, yeah. Uh-huh. Ha! <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It, 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 certain people can really do it. Rush could do it. Elf can do it. Yeah. Elf's been doing it forever. I mean, he had a co-host for the first couple years on the ticket. And after that, he's been soloing it. Kurt Menefee soloed it. Uh, Chris Arnold soloed it. But those are two-hour gigs. That's right. And I always think about the guys that have to do the 10 to noon on White Elephant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they get that draw. I don't think that's a popular choice that they had if they had theirs to make. I, I did it one year, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, I had to, Don't even get me started. Oh, not you, George. Uh, <laughs> I had uh, uh, Danny was my producer, and he helped out quite a bit. So it, well, I what? guess I, 
<laughs> yeah, but back in the day, producers were seen, not heard. Yes, exactly, exactly. So that's a totally different animal. Yeah. I remember that. I, yeah. Many, many years ago, <laughs> this was probably late 90s, uh, I worked part-time. There was a local... Uh, it was a national sports network that was based in Dallas. It was very low level. It was called Prime Sports Radio, and it sounds official. I, think I remember that. And they had a they had about a hundred affiliates na- nationwide. And I was doing some part time stuff for them, doing updates. And well, they they got in a crunch one weekend where <laughs> their overnight person, overnight host, was unavailable. So they asked me if I could do it. I'm like, yeah, sure. It was like new. Uh, it was like what you wish for. Yeah, it was midnight. 11 or midnight to 5 in the morning. Oh, you got wow. to talk to all the truckers. Oh, wow. And it was it was fun, but I can remember by the end of that shift, I think the last hour and a half, I had no idea what I said. I was uh-huh. in such a coma from no sleep, just you know, prattling on about whatever to myself. And I had a producer, obviously, but that was a guy that he didn't come on the air, and I would look at him and kind of talk to him. But, oh, my gosh, that was – that was extremely difficult. Yeah. But nowadays, it's even tougher being a solo host because nobody takes phone calls anymore. Yeah. So that's why you got to bring on your producer and your board op and everything else. Maybe but we'll do that today since we have nothing for 1130. Oh, no, no. We, got no. Lot, we, got, we got lots of stuff <laughs> for 1130. Go screenless. i got to wait for an hour and a half to hear 1130? <laughs> no, I think we pulled something out of the fire for yeah, 1130. We we some, were, we're okay. Struggling a bit. Oh, <laughs> we're great now. Struggling. <laughs> it's, a, it's a slow time of year when you you know the Rangers are so bad, we can't really talk about them much. Cow- the Cowboys really haven't gotten started yet. I mean, you know, yeah. preseason. <laughs> meh. Hey, dress rehearsal game tonight, man. Yeah, that nobody's going to play in. No, don't worry about yeah, that. nobody's playing <laughs> Interesting. Huh. And I doubt anyone so, wants to hear about my fantasy football team uh, that, that I drafted I thought that's last a lead night. That was our first right. segment. Yeah. You're giving us you. who you drafted last night. Oh, yeah, pick by pick. And we're how gonna, many teams? Yeah, how many teams in your league? Uh, Twelve, I think. What kind of food was served? Oh, that's a pizza. Pizza. What What are the toppings? <laughs> they were various, various. Did you have it at a bar or at no? It was house? at a friend's house. Yeah. And this is on Did TV. You, it, no. no, it was not on TV, Mike. Did you do it online where you? Punch in names, or do you have to do it handheld and somebody has to? No, we everybody okay. did it on their laptop, but yeah. Did you take your shirt off? I did not. Did sure. You take your shirt off. No, cigars? No. No cigars. Shots? No. Budweiser oh. there? Crotch chops? No crotch chops. Butt chug? Crop Definitely none of that. <laughs> what? Uh, who was first pick? Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I think. Dan Marino. Not Dan Marino. Really? He's retired. McCaffrey? He is retired. Oh. I think. He's two. You were really locked in if you don't even know who the first pick was. I uh, was thinking running back doesn't seem uh, – I guess it is because quarterbacks are actually kind of overrated on that, aren't they? Depends. They get only Depends four on points. the quarterback. I remember – so get this, back when um, uh, Brendan Mora was doing the show with Bad Radio, and they had a fantasy league. And each touchdown was worth fifty thousand points. <laughs> <laughs> they just tricked it up. Fifty thousand downs. Oh. First downs were like a thousand oh points, and I mean, it, was, it was so stupid. How many points you get this week? Oh, One million eight. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's hockey players. Come on, they're Canadian. What do they know? They play Canadian fantasy football. They Who do. is your fifth round pick? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
have no idea. Those are the biggest picks. It's not the first well, and second it, round. It's, it's the fifth rounders that come through in the championship year. So this league, how many quarterbacks? It's a fun <laughs> league, but you draft individual defensive players too. So oh. it kind of oh, you have to you have to worry about that earlier in the draft than you know than you normally would just taking a team defense. So when'd you take a kicker? Mm, second to last round. Who was the surprising person to fall? Yeah. The Dak? surprising pro- uh, Julio Jones went way down the list. He was there for what a long time. What else do we time. have? Go down the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Patrick Mahomes, and then I took Derrick Henry fourth. Hmm. What was your thinking oh. there? Yeah. My, thinking, did, uh, my thinking was I just am going to take the best player available on my board. When did, uh, when did Zeke get picked? Zeke was taken seventh. Seventh overall? Yes. Over over Dak? Over. Mm. Yes, over Dak. What? Huh. How about uh, Lamb? I don't know. Wide receivers picked highly? Yes, some of them. High up? Kind of depends on how your league's point system is formatted, right? Yes. What's your team's name, Eli? Mm, It's... Probably not good for air. Oh no! The fighting Budweiser. Oh, you're one of those. No. Oh no, man. Well, Eli, politically incorrect. <laughs> no, 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 it's no. definitely not politically incorrect. <laughs> oh man, gonna have to cancel you. No, it it's, it's not cancelable. There it is. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can say. I mean, you can, can say it, it with. It's just. It's. It's too many effing beers. Yeah, because last year my team was terrible, and I blamed it on too, too many, many effing, effing beers. There you go. And so that, that's what I named my team. <laughs> you should be my ball, Zach Ertz. What does the first place hurt. team get? What do you get at yeah, the end of the year? Yeah, what's the first the place? Money? The yeah, a couple Nipples? hundred bucks, I think. It's, it's a relatively inexpensive league. It, we just do it so we can get together and drink and have fun. Have too many effing beers. It's one of those leagues where if you if your team's not good, you're not pulling your hair out. I'm in another league that's like $250 to be in, and so Would you, you, you get league? pretty annoyed if your team's bad in that league because it's so expensive. This one, it's just, okay, it's 50 bucks. You have some brewskies. trade a lot? And, um, Try and fleece your partners. Yeah, this this your, league there are some some trades. Some idiots, some idiots make some bad trades. Eh, in their no, I mean everybody's pretty football savvy. I think in this league. More of this next. <laughs> yeah, boy, everyone <laughs> really enjoyed this. I'm sure. I love it. Oh my god, you should make this your 11:30. No. Yes, we'll do a Twitter no, poll. Absolutely not. Love you. How boys. did you like Eli's draft? And talk about what value I got with Hassan Reddick. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I'll be glued. Not what? What's the deal with rats, man? What, rats? rats? Where did that come from, Eli? Broadcasting <laughs> live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Plaza, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. KTCK AM, Dallas, Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound.